Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.
folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. Uh, thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roller. Hey, Black, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, there's a difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. We will examine the Biden-Harris administration's progress and whether they fulfilled campaign promises. Governor Greg Abbott sends more migrants to Democrat-led cities. Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford will stop by fresh off his election win. And we're featuring the first ever Black-owned streaming animation network in tonight's Tech Talk segment. Oh, and also, there's this guy from Florida who says he's running for president again. It's time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. It's Best belief, he's uh, knowing. Put it down from sports to news to politics.
Donald Trump says he's running for president in 2024. The twice impeached president launched the campaign two years after losing to President Joe Biden. In his announcement speech, Trump vowed to restore America to the ways of the past, doubled down on old grievances and conspiracy theories like the 2020 election was rigged. Trump promised the supporters that he will restore, um, he will restore constitutional amendments limiting congressional terms and implement new voter identification standards by restricting voting to election day and counting only paper ballots. Joining us to discuss Trump's 2024 announcement is Pastor Shannon Wright, the CEO of Urban Engagement Initiative. Pastor Wright, welcome. Good evening. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Um, I'm well. Okay. So was yesterday's announcement good news for you? Um, I'm, I'm of a mindset that forward is the direction we need to go, not backward. All right. So yesterday's announcement is about a future run for presidency. So was it good news or not? I don't think it's, I don't think so. I think that once you are president, you have been at Look, if I'm not, I'm not even going to try to be politically correct. I feel like before you run for office for any major office, and especially for the presidency of the United States, you need to get your house in order. And, and to me, any pending legal entanglements means your house is not in order. So it would be my thought and hope to take care of that first before trying to do anything else. Okay. So were you, I, I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought during President Trump's uh, administration, you were a supporter, not just a, a conservative or a member of the Republican Party, but a supporter of his presidency. Is that correct? So it, it's interesting. Um, I liked a lot of the things that President Trump did. I just don't like a lot of the things President Trump said. Um, I've right, been a so lot of that, folks over the last yes couple of years. Is that on you were a supporter of his presidency or no? I supported him running for president in the beginning. And you supported his presidency while he was president, or was there a point at which you no longer supported it? There was a point at which I, I, you know, I had some questions and concerns. But, you know, nothing is cut and dry or black and white. You know, I've talked to a lot of folks on both sides of the political spectrum, and a lot of Democrats tell me, you know, socially they're Democratic, but their money is Republican. So right, I think but I mean, what, whatever it is the Democrats are doing, we're just on President Trump and the Republicans, and he right now, I believe, is still considered the head of the GOP, and you are still a member of that party, correct? I, I am, and I intend to be, and he is not the head of the party, the chairwoman is. But. Oh, 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 all right. So, so Rana is the head of the party. That's the way that goes, yes. All right. So if that's the way that that goes, then why is everyone still pledging fealty uh, to, to President Trump? If she's been the head of the party in the past uh, two years uh, since, since he left office, then why do we see people like Kevin McCarthy going down there and kissing the ring and having meetings with him still? Why was he out stumping uh, and, and supporting these candidates if 
he is in no position of leadership in the party as the immediate past president of the United States. Okay, so to be in the position you're in, I'm sure you understand that being a past elected does not mean that you are, you are, as some folks call the de facto head, but there's a chairman of both parties, so let's be clear about that. Um, and it is also practice for former electeds to go out and try and support candidates. I'm sure you're also aware of that. So in my, my humble opinion, that would be why um, folks on both sides are out supporting candidates before Election Day. That's so not is, new. Is it the case then that your opinion has changed because he was so miserable um, at supporting these candidates and getting them elected? I mean, obviously, he's lost as president. He lost um, the, the prior midterms before that. And, and now he supported candidates and the ones that he supported who were denying the validity of the past election almost all lost. Do you believe that that's why the Republican Party now is reticent to support him uh, and that if that hadn't been the case, people would still be lining up behind him? I'd like to think people would be lining up for what's good going forward. In terms of President Trump, he had a personality and a persona that was larger than life, and a lot of people were drawn to that. Um, but you find that, you find personalities on both sides, but with regard specifically to him, um, that personality is larger than life, which in some cases was good, and in a lot of cases it wasn't. I feel that in there's a certain... what ways was his personality good for the country? Excuse me? In what ways was his larger-than-life personality good for the country? When you're president of the United States, you, you need to look like you got some spine and some backbone, and that takes a little bit of personality to do that, unlike how folks seem to describe the current president as Sleepy Joe. Oh, okay. So you're saying when he was doing things uh, like like shaking hands and, and smiling and trading love letters with dictators, that his larger-than-life personality was what was making that good for the country? Did you hear me say that? I'm asking. I don't believe that's, those are the words that came out of my mouth. We're in the Q&A part <laughs> no, of the show. That's, that's, I am asking, that's not are what you I'm saying... saying are you saying that his larger-than-life personality and his semblance of a spine was what helped the country in terms of the way that he interacted with dictators from foreign nations? Well, not when you put in the whole part you just said about writing love letters back and forth to him. I mean, come on, let's be real about this. If you want to make sure that who was it that said, uh, I'm not even going to go back to that. When you're president of the United States, you want to make sure um, prevent is better than cure. So sometimes you want to, you, you want people to be a little bit afraid of what you're going to say and what you're going to do so that they don't actually test you so much. Right. We I mean, would that, not some, be... Some in, people would refer to that as chaos. Um, but you also said, and I am, I'm, I want to make sure that I'm Yeah, I appreciate the, I'm, that, I'm that tracking, reference to chaos, I'm but that's not what, what I'm referring to. I'm tracking what you're saying. Mm -hmm. no, I, I, didn't, I didn't say you were referring to it that way. I'm just saying what you described, where people don't know what's going to come out of your mouth next and they want to be afraid of what you're going to say. I mean, that doesn't sound like stability or consistency or leadership. It sounds like chaos. That's my opinion. But what I'm asking to you, you yes. based mm -hmm. on what you said, uh, you said that because he's got all of these ongoing legal matters, it's better to clean your house first. Uh, this will be my, my last backward-looking question. It seems to me that he had quite a few legal matters, including um, accusations of sexual assault and, and, and otherwise, at the time that he ran the first time. And I, I don't believe that that prevented others, nor you, from supporting him, did it? <laughs> 
So are you asking me a question because you don't know the answer? Or you just want to have a conversation on no, this topic? No, I believe you either way, it's fine with me. him, and now because he has legal matters, you shouldn't. So I'm asking what's changed because he had legal matters I, when he ran the first time. That's the I didn't say because he has legal matters. I know. Okay. I'm very capable of understanding and, and controlling the words that come out of my mouth. So let's not try and twist those around, first of all. Second of all, um, as a rule, before you run for office, you should make sure your house is in order, especially if you have legal things pending. Now, as we've seen from past presidents and other elected officials, that's not always the case. My opinion right now, we need to be looking forward. We need to be looking at a president that understands not just the economic, but the social and can actually move forward in a way that unites rather than divides. Right now, we have a lot of division going on. And in order for the country and the folks in the country to benefit, we need someone that can actually unify and not divide. We've got enough stuff to be able to divide us. Right, and it, it seems like there's a good deal of division within the Republican Party. I mean, I'm watching all of these challenges. Uh, they don't know who they want the speaker to be right now. They don't know what do they, who they want uh, as the leader of, of the GOP, the minority leader for the GOP. So it seems like in terms of leading the unity call, uh, the Republicans might want to get their house in order. But uh, it is well, my tell understanding. You what, when the Democrats is, can do that as well, then maybe we'll follow that lead. Right, but I as mean, far as we what have I'm this saying, one, we have this one parties, president, I'm right? Sorry. We've got this one president and people voted by and large for Democrats to be back in office at a time when there was supposed to be a red wave. I mean, there, there wasn't even a, a red little tinkle tinkle. But um, I want to move oh, on because we're, we're, that's we're funny, short because on time. Red wave during and Trump's I was also hearing blue tsunami and it looked like a purple puddle. Right. During because neither, neither party campaign, had a Trump's clear and definitive. I'm going to talk for a second Ooh. and then I'm going to give you another turn, I promise. During Trump's oh, presidential great, campaign announcement, he urged his supporters to vote for Georgia's Republican candidate, Herschel Walker. Uh, we're going to listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA to what he said. Um, we're gonna listen to some things that Herschel Walker said recently, and then I'll come back to you for your thoughts. Despite the outcome in the Senate, we cannot lose hope, and we must all work very hard for a gentleman and a great person named Herschel Walker, a fabulous human being who loves our country and will be a great United States Senator Herschel Walker, get out and vote for Herschel, and he deserves it. He was an incredible athlete. He'll be an even better senator. Get out and vote for Herschel Walker. Oh, you ever watch a stupid movie late at night, hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or something like tonight, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire, did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore, I wanted to be a werewolf. But then anyway, as I'm watching this movie, and then you can tell how stupid it is, because it's one in the morning. So I'm watching my TV, uh, these kids watching their TV, a uh, vampire kill on their TV. So you know it's kind of stupid, but I'm still watching though. As I'm watching this show, what was funny, these kids had a vampire in their attic at their house. So they were watching their TV, now, I'm watching my TV, and they're watching their TV, and they see the vampire killer on their TV. So they win this contest to bring this actor. Now, y'all got to stay with me. Bring this actor who's a vampire killer from their TV to get rid of this real-life vampire in their ad. So as this actor comes to their home, he got all the right stuff. He got all the right stuff because, you know, you got to have a steak. You got to have a thing to, to kill him in the heart. And he got a necklace of garlic, so that worked. I don't know what it does, but it worked. You got to have a cause because it burned. I know that worked. And then all of a sudden, this is what was so funny about it. As they're walking through the house, this, this, this guy got the holy water. He's blessing the house, this actor. Now, he's all fake. He's blessing the house with this holy water. They walked upstairs, and this vampire looking real good in this black suit. Whoa, that sounds like Senator Warnock, doesn't it? Looking all good in this black suit. Floating from the ceiling. He floated from the ceiling looking good and cool. And I'm thinking, whoa, they better get out of that house. If somebody float from your ceiling, get out of that house. That's, that's not your house. But as he floated from the ceiling, the kids jumped behind that hero. As they jumped behind that hero, the guy jumped in front of him with this holy work, threw it on the vampire's forehead. He covered his eye. And he took his hand away. He started laughing. And he said, that don't work. He took the cross and put it on the vampire's forehead. 
and the vampire didn't even do anything. He said, that don't work. And that's the way it is in our life. It doesn't work unless you got faith. It is time for us to have faith. You got to have faith in our fellow brother. You got to have faith in this country. You got to have faith in this in the elected official. And right now, that's the reason I'm here. Because God has brought his warrior, and I'm that warrior that y'all been looking for for a long time. And I can promise you, as my offensive lineman told me, Herschel, follow me. I take you to the promised land. And I'm telling y'all right now, you vote for me, I'm gonna help us all get to the promised land. God bless you guys. Thank you guys. So, uh, Pastor Wright, uh, with, without comment, because I, I wouldn't know what to say about that, um, do you believe the ends justify the means? <laughs> First of all, that was a minute and a half of my life I can't get back. Um, and, and I saw no relevance to running for Senate in that. Um, uh, as far as ends justifying the means, no, because you have a goal to get to, but in the Bible, which is what I look to, it also says indecency and order. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, you find indecency and out of order on all sides. Um, so if there's some more specific questions about that you want to ask me, but no, that is not what I would look for in selecting a candidate to represent me or my community or my issues or concerns. So does that mean that you support uh, Reverend Senator Warnock? It means I don't support the other one. Mm -hmm. And I don't live in Georgia, so it's really irrelevant. Well, no, I mean, it's not irrelevant, right? Because we have people watching right now who, who are watching and, and participating with us as we have this conversation who are capable of I would of prefer if there was a money. third better choice. They are, they are supporting with their funds. They can support by phone banking for either candidate. They can support by going to the state and getting out and knocking doors. Uh, there are lots of ways as members of a party or just as citizens uh, even even youth can support a candidate, whether you get to vote or not. So that's what I'm asking you. I mean, there are only two people running, uh, and one of one of them's a runner, one of them's a walker. Yes, I'm just a shout out, just a random shout out to Pastor Bryant. Um, but but in the middle of it, I'm asking which one you support. I know that you are a Republican, but you obviously have issues with the one that we just heard from. So is 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 there a, a, C a option horse in that, that I'm not aware of? I don't have a I don't have a horse in that race. Interesting, because one of them is going to come to the United States Senate, and, and then the Senate is going to do many things that affect people in this whole country. You're saying it doesn't affect you one way or the other? I don't believe those are the words that I said. I believe I don't live in Georgia was the first statement, mm -hmm. and the second was I don't have a horse in that race. Yeah, Very what different does that mean? than what you're saying. What does it that will, mean to it you? It means I'm not... Really? Okay, I'll break it down for you a little bit further. I don't live in Georgia. I can't vote in that race. I am not in favor. I would prefer a different candidate, but it is not something I have a say or choice, especially since, back to point one, I do not live in Georgia. I do not have a horse in that race. There are other races that I am happy to support, other candidates that are closer to my home state. Um, and I feel that, as, I, as folks like to say, all politics is local. So for me, my focus in candidates in terms of who I would or would not support or did or did not support was here in my home state of Maryland. All right. I understand. Uh, and I, I think probably I disagree with you. I think any of us who are citizens in the United States have a horse in every race, or at least we should, uh, because what happens in Georgia definitely affects what happens in Maryland, in D.C., in California, in, in the world, really, uh, because so many people look to the politics of the United States. Uh, but I, I, yes. I understand and your position. And again, there's more than I, just 
And I thank you for joining us. Uh, I thank you at, for being so candid with us about, about where you stand and look forward to talking to you again. Have a wonderful evening. All right, you too. I want to go to my panel because they've been sitting and waiting so patiently and I know they just can't wait to talk about all these things. We have my brother, A. Scott Bolden, former chair of National Bar Association, PAC, Robert Patillo, ESQ, host of People, Passion, Politics on News and Talk, 1380 AM, WAOK, and LVB, Lauren Victoria Burke, writer, NNPA, and The Griot. Hey, y'all, hey, welcome. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm well. How are you? Doing good. Ask me those questions. I'm asking. Cross-examine me. I'm asking everyone, and I started off with my brother on purpose, Scott, because I really just want to try to have us maintain just a, a modicum of decorum for this next <laughs> hour and a half or so, because we've got serious matters to discuss. We got a runoff in Georgia. We got all this stuff. So we're gonna get past this foolishness. Who wants to go first? Who's excited to talk? <laughs> Robert, you go. Talk about. Well, uh, well you know, I, I, I think it's in conversation, particularly given what the runoff was or the uh, the uh, effects of the midterm last week, uh, where we saw that the Republican Party is indeed split. I think that's what the last guest was kind of exhibiting. Uh, that there's a portion of the party that still wants to stay loyal to Trump and Trumpism, and there's another part of the party that is rational and realizes that they uh, lost a popular vote in 2016, then they lost the House and Senate in 2018, then they lost. Uh, uh, even more in 2020, uh, and th now they've lost again uh, uh, with the uh, quote-unquote red wave in 2022, and they're simply saying, look, we can't continue down this path. This is a losing path. Uh, we lucked up one time, and Trump got into office, and that lasted one term, um, but there's another side of the Republican Party that really does believe that Trumpism is their future, and it's hard to defeat a cult. Uh, and we're seeing that in Georgia, where Herschel Walker, despite everything that he's gone through, has still not changed. And look, I put this on Twitter, I'm going to issue my Herschel Walker challenge. I will today commit to voting for and contributing to Herschel Walker's campaign if Herschel Walker will publicly read one page of a Harry Potter book out loud with no errors. If he does that, I will vote for him. And I think that that's something that he should be able to commit to. And if you have a senator where you have to ask the question, can he read one page of a book? That showed you how far the Republican Party has fallen uh, in, re in recent years. And I think there's some members of the party who simply put want to turn the page and move on from this because it's simply an untenable uh, situation going forward. Can, uh, Trumpism only works for Trump. We see across the country it does not work for anybody else. Right. I mean, I don't even think that's fair, really, though, Robert. I mean, we had a whole president who actively confessed to his non-reading. Uh, so why do black men running for office got to read Harry Potter, Robert? Lauren, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's not pretend that uh, Herschel Walker is the first stupid person to run for office. We, we had in that uh, 2010 period with the Tea Party, that's kind of really became a branding period of people running for office that weren't qualified to run for office, uh, really talking about nothing. Most of them left uh, uh, in that now, 12-year period, most of them have gone, but we've got people like Madison Cawthon, we've got people like Lauren Boebert, we've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. So uh, Herschel Walker is just the continuance of just sort of running this style of candidate that's only for entertainment. And when you run that at the presidential level, of course, you're going to be running that on the senatorial level and on the House level. Um, the party, uh, the Republican Party, I think, is in the midst of 
obviously transforming and trying to decide whether they want to go forward with Donald Trump. Obviously, if they keep losing elections, like we just saw, all these Trump people, all these men <clears throat> just lost on the midterm, uh, that is the type of thing that will change, that will, that will obviously turn them in another direction. There's nothing that turns a party in another direction quicker than losing elections. And, you know, Mitch McConnell, it turns out, who was elected again today as a leader in the U.S. Senate, turns out he was right uh, about his intuition that, you know, running terrible candidates that don't know what they're talking about is going to be a problem. It's going to catch up with the party, and it did catch up with the party. And it's more than just sort of Larry Hogan and, and those types of Republicans who are against Donald Trump. It's, it's other Republicans sitting out there, and some of them represent the future of the Republican Party, like Winsome Sears, who's lieutenant governor of Virginia right now, is a Republican. Uh, obviously, Ron DeSantis, and frankly, there were three. But what did you think about her whole complete and very quick about face? What do you mean about face? Where, where was the about face? With the the after the losses, you know, it's time for us to move on from Trump, and and I mean, in yeah. terms of people she, who she were never, actually she was loudly quick. supporting, that to me was a quick about face. No, it wasn't. Tim, she was like Tim Scott. She never fully full-throated was into Donald Trump. I mean, they were never vocally against him in a never-Trump way, but they were, you know, remember, Tim Scott ducked out on the Republican convention quietly. He didn't want to necessarily be on the record saying negative things about Donald Trump. They realized who their constituents are, particularly in places like uh, South Carolina. But he was never some big-time Madison Cawthon-style Trump fan, and, and nor was Winsome Sears. So these people represent the future of the party. And speaking of Virginia, I mean, there are, th there are three things that have happened now that represent uh, Trumpism having a problem. The first one was Donald Trump losing by 7 million votes to Joe Biden. The second was Glenn Youngkin running in Virginia, total unknown, running against the former governor, Terry McAuliffe, and winning. Uh, without the help of Donald Trump and keeping Donald Trump out of the Commonwealth of Virginia for the entire campaign. And then the third sign that Trumpism has a problem is what just happened last week, where all your Trump candidates lose and your big mouth Trump supporters, you know, Lauren Boebert's like on the edge of losing. She pulled it out. But the problem is that there's clearly a recognition among the voters, particularly your swing voters, that uh, they're not interested in, in, in Trumpism and Donald Trump. You saw last night they had to, they had to lock the people they had to lock the people in the room that wanted to leave early at the announcement. You know, these are the signs that the thing is on the way. Say nothing of Fox News and New York Post bailing as well. Right. I mean, I, I loved, as you heard, I, I quoted the New York Post. I, did, I didn't credit them, but I quoted them for the Florida guy who's who's running for office. Uh, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. a nice headline. Any, mm -hmm. any headline you that all. leaves his name out of it is a great headline. I hear everything you're saying, Lauren. I'm just not so sure. Scott, I was reading today where people like Rick Wilson and others are warning sternly. Uh, that we've been down this road where we think that the door is going to close, that the GOP is going to close the door on Trump before, and then something happens, and within somewhere between 48 to 72 hours, we see everybody backtracking and getting back in line. Uh, are we in for that again, or is this a real turn for them? Well, well, that's your that that's the history. You know, Trump is a three-time loser, and he still controls 50 percent of the GOP vote in this country. He lost by 7 million votes, but he he lost the election, but you still had millions and millions of people that voted for him. So before we start writing the obituary for Trumpism, let's remember that the Trumpism, the power of Trumpism is not Trump, 
or those who follow Trump in the political uh, piece, in the, in the political power structure of the GOP, but the voters who are slaves to his personality. And so remember this, 95 to 99% of every Republican in the House and Senate voted with Donald Trump despite uh, criticism, voted with him when he was in office for four years. And so I'm not going to listen to the rhetoric from the GOP about Donald Trump, including when he led the seditionists or the, uh, the protesters to attack the Capitol. And we saw GOP leaders saying this was enough was enough and denounced him and turned around a week or two later and would not vote to impeach him. And so I'm going to watch what the GOP does, not so much what they say. And the rest of us ought to watch, too, because I count Donald Trump uh, down, but I wouldn't count him out yet until we see political movements, if you will, not political statements. Well, you know, it was important to me. I knew we had to talk about this because it's still considered news, but I wanted to snap us quickly back to reality about what's hap actually happening with people who are leading the country. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, Every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA and doing work for America. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the Biden-Harris administration, their record, what they're doing well, and what they need to improve. We'll be right back after this break on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, we talk about the principles of mindset, strategy, and execution. This week, we're adding a fourth, faith. You're going to hear from a mother and daughter duo who are helping thousands of Black women build wealth all through their faith. You are more than you can ever imagine. Not just obtaining things to show that, but seeing yourself. Making your faith work for you, that's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, the Black with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hey, yo, peace, world. What's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon. Hey, I'm Cupid, the maker of the Cupid Shuffle and the Wham Dance. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. And if you're ready, you are listening to and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. When then-candidates Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were campaigning, they made promises about the pandemic, economic crises, climate crises, and racial injustices. Since being in office, President Biden and Vice President Harris delivered on many of their campaign promises. President Biden, yesterday, about the same time as Donald Trump was announcing a second bid, excuse me, a third bid for president, tweeted out a list of the administration's accomplishments. And um, the Inflation Reduction Act was on there, lowered health care costs were on there, lowering the deficit was on there, the American Rescue Plan made the list, job creation, confirmation of Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. I think there are probably like a conservative estimate of 500 things that were on that list. And in addition to that, uh, they released a series of tweets about the record of the Biden-Harris administration that connect to a link, a part of the website, that lists in detail the things that have been done. And I would urge anybody to go to whitehouse.gov and look for the Biden-Harris administration record so that at least when you say they haven't done anything, you've got some information uh, to either confirm or deny your thoughts on that matter. Lauren, uh, did you have a chance to look at any of what came out yesterday? What were your thoughts? Well, I don't know why it's coming out yesterday. It should have come out when they were campaigning for Congress. I mean... Right, but it's out now. So what were your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, did you agree or now, disagree? It's out now, but... <laughs> did you agree or disagree? Before we get into the usual bashing of when they do what they do, I'm really trying to get people to understand um, whether good things have happened or not 
Can we confirm it or deny it? Are they blowing smoke? Is it fake news? Or have they done good things? And what are they? Like, do you agree that any good thing has happened for the American people? Yeah, so the American Rescue Plan, the reduction in poverty, which was a record reduction in poverty, okay, and the student loan forgiveness, those three things alone were massive. So one then has to ask the, ask the question, and not do White House comms, because I'm not here to do White House comms, okay? <laughs> I'm here to tell you that all I'm, of that... I'm talking about news, Lauren. I'm asking you about news. I'm not asking you to do White House comms. You're not PR. I'm asking about news, because my critique, um, which is why I do an entire program called Make It Make Sense, and you've been on there, is that we never actually tell people what is happening good, bad, or indifferent, before we slide into the why it should have been sooner, why it should have been later, why it needs to be more. I love analysis and commentary. Lord knows I do. But, I'm, but, I, but I sometimes watch the programming, and I'm like, okay, but what's the Inflation Reduction Act? And I don't know that we have to be White House comms to report the news, do we? Well, I'll say this. Whether we're White House comms or not, and I'm sure as hell not, I will say this. It is confusing to think about the fact that this administration has done so much. Uh, the record job growth alone could have been a cornerstone of every Democratic campaign in this country and not message that. That is, in fact, a massive problem with the Democratic Party. When you have things to message, when you've done as much as they've done, it is not a minor thing to say <laughs> when you've done these massive things, you know, why aren't you marketing this? Why does it have to be pulling teeth to get candidates running for Congress. And by the way, while we were on the air, it was officially announced that the Republicans will be controlling the next Congress. Uh, so, you know, this, this party, the Democratic Party, has only lost the House unexpectedly by anybody by three or four seats, really because of a massive political miscalculation in New York. Okay. But Really, there was some communications miscalculations that keep recurring and happening over and over again, no matter who the president is for the Democratic side. That needs to be discussed. When you have record job growth and you have record numbers uh, uh, in terms of poverty being decreased in this country, these are not minor things that Joe Biden has done. When you put a black woman on the Supreme Court, when you say during the campaign you're going to do that to everybody's shock, and you actually do it, and then that black woman on the Supreme Court uh, argues in favor of, of not elimin eliminating affirmative action. Those are not minor things. Those are major historic things, which is why I'll say again, it is extremely confusing that none of this gets marketed properly, and they, they barely lose by three or four seats. And this keeps happening again and again and again and again for the Democratic Party. That makes no sense. Right. You know what, Scott? Um, I hear everything that Lauren's saying, but I'm just wondering if the Americans aren't quite as um, slow on the uptake as we who are here in the pundit class, the, the so-called elites, as the way they look at us, even though I don't feel like that at all, um, th that they went out and voted like they had an understanding of what was being done for them. So while I, I see that the messaging certainly could be better, I'm not gonna disagree with Lauren on any of that. I'm just wondering what does the fact that we came as close 
as we did in a year when we should have been tanked. What does that really mean in terms of what the voters well, did and in terms of what the, the, the um, DSCC did, in terms of what the DNC did, in terms of what the administration did? What's, what's the real postmortem on it? Well, a, co a couple things. One, if you've done all these things and you don't want the president to come campaign for you and they've got a legislative victory record, then, it, but, but half of America doesn't know it, what difference does it make then? And if you don't tell them over and over and over again, if every American doesn't get a mailer about those accomplishments versus making me go get them, whose fault is it if the American voter doesn't know? Is that the voter's fault if we don't know about your accomplishments? No. That's the political, that's the elected official's fault. That's the first thing. Second of all, we underestimated in, in some quarters whether inflation and gas prices were going to dominate the political debate and stage. Everyone believed that. But what we didn't realize was that abortion, right, and jobs, right, were a close second and a close third, or rather democracy, rather, was a close second and third. We didn't realize that, but what we also didn't realize that young people and independents care deeply about it. In the last 40 years, under this political circumstance, when, when you control the White House and you have midterm, right, independents broke for the party that wasn't in the White House. In 2022, independents broke by three to five percentage points for the Democrats who controlled the White House. And that was because of the abortion issue, and that was because of the democracy issue and the party of no GOP issue. And then lastly, the reason we came so close is because young people who care deeply about abortion and democracy, especially young women, young black women, white women, all women care deeply, even in conservative states, care deeply about abortion. And while we knew that was going to be an issue, along with democracy, we weren't united on whether that was going to be the case, but those two ran a close second and third, and that's why we bucked the historical trend. Well, I do want to say, because uh, the host, Roland Martin, is clearly trying to get me back for all the times I harass him via text while he is doing the show. So he did want me to announce, as Lauren said, that AP projects the GOP takes control of the House. So we know that that's some official news. But obviously, as you both have said so far, it's not near what it could have been. And we don't even know what the last number is going to be. It could be within two to three votes. But here's the thing, Robert. Um, and Scott kept saying what we didn't know and what we missed or what we didn't see. There were people on the ground who knew exactly if we had only been listening to them. Because every time I talked to Cliff Albright, he said, y'all are about to see some things. This is not going down the way the people say it's going to go. When I talked to Stephanie Young from When We All Vote, she said, these young people are enthused and pissed off and y'all are about to see some things. When I talked to people yeah. from Georgia Voters Project, they were saying, uh-uh, I don't think it's going to be the way that you think it's going to be, and whatever they're saying about a red wave, we don't care. We're out here on these streets, and these people intend to vote. So is that the problem or the what is truly missed, Robert, that there are people in front of cameras and people who are doing polls who have zero connection to the people who are actually doing the work and talking to voters every day on the ground? Well, you know, I'm going to take this in three parts because uh, I think that we have to address each. One, on the point about the Republicans taking the House. Uh, don't 
don't think that that's done yet. And the reason I say that is there's a massive battle going on between traditional Republicans in that caucus and the more far-right-wing-leaning uh, MAGA, ultra-MAGA wing of the party. And whether or not McCarthy thinks he has the votes right now to be Speaker, uh, there's a good chance you might have a mutiny among the far-right-wing uh, candidates, the Boebers, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, etc., uh, in a power struggle. So uh, let's let the powder cool down and dry out a little bit on that before we write the epitaph, um, because these elections are not done when it comes to exactly who will be in the leadership in the House or whether or not Republicans can build a uh, almost a parliamentary-style coalition with the far right wing of the party. Uh, now, on the point about uh, the pollsters, I think we said on this show the week before the election, Every poll in this country is wrong. The reason is that the methodology is antiquated. One, they normally call people between 6 and 8 o'clock in the evening. Who's answering the phone there? It's going to be older white people. They call you on your landline phone uh, normally, uh, not on cell phones. So therefore, it's going to skew older and therefore have different results and not pick up on what happens with millennials and Gen Zers. Also, they go by your voting records. When you go into Vote Builder, they show, you know, did you vote in the dog catcher election in 2013? If you're one of those stable voters who votes every election, become a super voter, and those are the people who they end up polling, which, of course, skews itself to people who are socioeconomically higher in the market. So it's not going to capture new voters, not going to capture transplant voters, not going to capture Gen Z uh, voters, etc. So this is why we knew that those numbers were not going to be correct on the ground. But the way that you counter that as a political party is making sure that you're actually investing in the grassroots. One thing that we have seen uh, throughout this election cycle, and probably what cost them this majority in the House of Representatives, uh, is the fact that they were not reaching out and giving money to grassroots groups. They could have been uh, paying uh, Monique to go to Ohio and talk to black women voters. You have a, a large uh, pool. You have a mastery of the information. They could be um, paying Lauren to uh, uh, to go to Oregon to campaign for the Democratic uh, governor there. But instead, they spend so much but money on these saying, white consultants groups. did not spend money because when they discuss the numbers, they say that they spent more uh, on ground game and on grassroots organizations than they have in recent history. Better don't mean good. I mean, they spent close to a billion dollars this campaign, and you had grassroots groups uh, going around Georgia, you know, doing uh, fist fries and, uh, and uh, shaking hats and begging money to go knock on doors and get T-shirts for volunteers. You can run these commercials into the ground. After your first round of commercials, once you do name identification, everything else is just burning money. And we have to start addressing the fact that this money is not getting to the groups that actually need it. They're actually doing the work on the ground. And that's why you see that Stacey Abrams got fewer votes in 2022 than she got in 2018, because of the nature of how exactly you are spending that money and what groups you are investing in. You should have a, a Democratic member of Congress on this show damn near every night of the week or some elected official, uh, but because they do not respect black organizations and black media and do not spend their dollars there the way they're supposed to, you can't be mad when you don't get the results they want on election day. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I know I know good, better, best, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at better and aiming for best. Maybe I'm just feeling optimistic with the little red sprinkling. Um, but uh, there, was, there was one more thing that the administration did at the time that Donald Trump was announcing his, his third, and I do believe failed, bid for the White House. And I, I like when they have some rap. <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good response. Uh, so if we could, on our way to the break, is, if you guys say it's okay, play the clip that was released about how Donald Trump has failed America. Nobody has ever done what we've done in the last four years. Their entire economic plan, tax cuts for the rich and corporations. And record-breaking unemployment. The worst jobs report on record. Trump is the only modern president to leave office with fewer jobs than when he took office. The Trump administration formally asking the Supreme Court to overturn the Affordable Care Act. This could leave up to 23 million Americans without coverage. I hope that they end. It'll be so good at the end. You also had people that were very fine people on both sides. Do you believe in punishment for abortion, yes or no? There has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. And if I win, 
We will treat those people from January 6th fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons. Don't wait till November 8th. We can vote today. Your early vote started this week. We're on Savannah State University's campus. We will be dorm storming today, giving our treats for everyone. We hope to see everyone at the polls when it comes to November. If you believe we got power, let them know. Make some noise. Put a fist up. I need to see a fist in the air because we got power. Come on, you put it up. Come get your shirt. We're out here in the streets of Savannah, Georgia. James, do not forget to go vote. I got you. If we vote, the right people in. We can make a change. We can get these resources in our community. I am a woman, and it is important that we have the say-so of what we want to do with our bodies. We're concentrating on entrepreneurism, providing young people with resources and training that they need in order to change their trajectories. We won't black down. Democracy is on the ballot. Voting rights is on the ballot. Voting suppression is on the ballot. I am most passionate about those three combined because they all impact each other. Savannah is my home. I care about my community, and I care about representation in my community. Our voices are still going to be heard no matter what kind of obstacles try to come up against us to stop us from voting. We're still going to be standing our ground. the effort that's being made to keep our communities from voting. So that makes me realize it's even more important because if it wasn't important, they wouldn't be fighting to make sure we couldn't vote. This doesn't stop this year. This is a forever movement. We're going to exert our power as a people. We walk in our rightful place. We're going to change our communities, fight for our communities, and build our communities. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford wins a second term. Ford ran against Republican candidate attorney Sigal Shata, a Republican known for making offensive comments. During his first term, Ford held drug manufacturers responsible for the opioid crisis by securing hundreds of millions of dollars for the state and settlements. He's a big advocate for criminal legal system reform, new laws and limiting no-knock warrants, and he's an advocate for the Attorney General Office Authority to pursue pattern and practice investigations into civil rights complaints against police departments. I'm personally very happy to hear that. Fresh off his reelection win, we have Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford with us to discuss Arizona's 2022 midterm results. Welcome. Hello there. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you, and congratulations. Uh, this is when good things happen to good people. So we certainly are glad that, first, that you are winning uh, and that you get more opportunity to do good work. But second, Lord knows, better than the alternative. What can you tell us uh, about what's going on right now in Nevada? 
Well, listen, uh, we are ecstatic that we were able to receive enough votes to secure a second term here as Attorney General in Nevada. Um, our job has been justice since the moment I took office. We will continue that job. Uh, we were happy to see that uh, Nevadans rejected the person running against me who uh, was woefully unqualified to be Attorney General and, and certainly wouldn't be one who would have represented the entirety of the Nevada family. Uh, so uh, here in Nevada, we feel great and we're ready to get back to work. What things are you looking forward to being able to accomplish this term? Well, it's interesting, right, because I just mentioned two words that I think uh, um, are very indicative of what it is that we're going to focus on. I mentioned family, the Nevada family, which I've defined broadly uh, to say that you could have been in Nevada for three generations or, or three weeks. You're part of the Nevada family. Uh, you could be married with two and a half kids or a single parent with three kids. You're part of the Nevada family. Uh, you could be gay or straight. You're part of the Nevada family. Uh, you could be uh, um, black, white, Indian, or Haitian. If you're living in Nevada, you're part of the Nevada family. And what we do is we focus on justice to protect the Nevada family, every form of justice you can think about, whether it's criminal justice, economic justice, environmental justice, gender justice, racial justice, reproductive justice, all those forms of justice we focus on. And so uh, we will continue doing that work. Uh, that has resonated with the people here in our state. And, and again, I'm delighted to be the one who's pursuing justice on behalf of the Nevada family. What is it that uh, people who are outside of Nevada can do to support, especially some of the initiatives that, that I obviously, uh, coming out of the legal field, am excited to hear you pushing, whether it's pattern and practice type lawsuits yeah. or other things that relate to reform in the criminal justice arena? Well, continue to speak up. At the end of the day, uh, we are uh, we get to certain positions sometimes, and we think that we we can't champion the issues that got us there. Uh, and and I think it's a, a great disservice to the positions. And so uh, we all have a position, whether it's a, a citizen or a resident of a particular state, uh, whether it's an elected official. Um, you have an opportunity to speak up and speak out on important issues. The pattern and practice investigation you're talking about, uh, that particular piece of legislation, arose out of the George Floyd murder. I championed that bill uh, in the state legislature. I got it passed unanimously. We got it signed on the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's murder. And we now have a tool in our toolbox to be able to hold uh, police departments accountable when they are violating the law and engaging in unconstitutional or unlawful policing. Uh, comparably, we passed a bill that limits the use of no-knock warrants. I also sponsored that bill in the aftermath of Breonna Taylor's killing. Uh, and we were able to get that done unanimously. And so what I would say to those who want to uh, support the efforts uh, here in Nevada is to speak up in your own states relative to these issues as well and hold the, your, your elected officials accountable and ensure that they're pursuing these same types of items. Well, I have two super smart members of the National Bar Association who are on the panel tonight and a super smart uh, reporter who is also on the panel. And I want to give them an opportunity for a question. Robert, do you have a question for A.G. Ford? Uh, absolutely. We, uh, uh, AG4, I want to thank you so much for everything you've worked on. Uh, we've seen the uh, just the importance of the Attorney General's office uh, when it comes to cases like uh, Keith Ellison, uh, of course, there in Minnesota. We saw in Georgia when uh, the Ahmaud Aubrey case, where that case had to be elevated from local prosecutors to the Attorney General's office. Uh, how can we help educate the public to vote all the way down the ballot? Uh, I know the midterms has already passed, but going forward, because people often, uh, they vote for governor, they vote for senator, they vote for sure. Congress, but by the time they get to those state-level offices, uh, they forget just how important those are to their daily lives. 
Listen, it's a great question. It's great to see you, sir. Uh, it's a great question. And I think uh, one of the things we were able to do this election cycle was to indeed do that, convince folks to vote entirely down the ballot. We actually outperformed the entire ticket. We got more votes than any person who won their election, Democrat or Republican, uh, in our state. We ultimately prevailed by over eight points. I think we're maybe at 7.9 right now. Uh, but but, but the, the point is, uh, we were out engaged in talking to people about the importance of this office. We talked about body camera legislation that I've sponsored as a state senator. We, we talked about the pattern and practice investigations. We talked about the no-knock warrants. But we also talked about consumer protection and how we brought in over $330 million of settlement funds to help abate the opioid crisis. Uh, you know, we also talked about the fact that I pushed back on the Donald Trump administration when he alleged in a big lie fashion that the last election was stolen. Uh, so we talked about the importance of protecting our democracy, the importance of protecting consumers from uh, fraudulent companies, and the importance of ensuring that criminal justice from, an, from, from a, uh, um, uh, a fairness perspective was something on the forefront of our minds, and we were able to convince folks to vote down the ballot. That's what you have to do. Tell them what's important. Tell them why it's important, and hope uh, that they will uh, um, proceed accordingly. Attorney A. Scott Bolden. Uh, <laughs> A.G. Ford, great seeing you. Full disclosure, I gave to your campaign. You're a great Kappa man. If Roland was here, he'd hate that fact, but <laughs> you are a Kappa man, and we, we're so very proud of you. Uh, but uh, let me say this to you. Let me ask you this. You had 13 Republicans endorse your candidacy in this most recent election. What does that mean to you, and, and what does that tell you about the body electorate uh, in Nevada and kind of the politics there? in connection to your candidacy, your re-election yeah. effort. Well, well, Noop, always great to see you. Uh, you're right, Roland Absolutely. Martin. Uh, I would not be happy right now, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we'd we, we be too pretty to really care about that uh, in, in any event. Um, yeah, you're right. We were able to cross over. We were able to have Republicans um, from high-ranking positions, the former state party chair of the Republican Party, endorsed me in this race. Uh, when I was Senate Majority Leader, the minority leader at the time, a Republican obviously supported me in this race and several others as well. And it's because, uh, in their own words, I have, we have done well in this office pursuing justice yes. on behalf of Nevada family. Uh, and, and those are nonpartisan issues. I don't know one person, not one person do I know, who wants to live in an unsafe neighborhood. Uh, but public safety uh, isn't just about arresting and convicting someone. It's about ensuring that we have accountability in the system uh, to ensure that when people are violating the rules on the, on the um, um, police side, that they are, they are held accountable. Uh, and so the electorate here, um, um, that resonates with them. They understand that justice um, requires both uh, um, criminal justice, but it also requires accountability. And so speaking on those issues in particular, I think, is what uh, helped us to secure the support that we have from some of those. Again, not to mention the fact that we focus on consumer protection, that we focus on the protection of constitutional rights, that we have pushed back on the big lie, and we've been able to prevail in every lawsuit that the last administration and his cronies brought, and its cronies brought, uh, trying to undermine the integrity of, of our uh, democratic system. And so, uh, again, I think it speaks to the uh, a nature of the Nevada electorate. They are willing to, to clearly, they're willing to split their votes because uh, I prevailed and some other Democrats did not, and we prevailed greater than any other um, candidate on the ballot this go around. And so we're, we're proud of that. Yeah, very proud of you. Let's connect next time you're in D.C., brother.
I'm here. Actually, I'm actually here right now. Let me let me not lie. I'm here for the Democratic Independence <laughs> Journal Association. Uh, I'm actually. Uh, you should roll out. I'd love to see you. How about that? <laughs> I will. I'll reach out to you after the show. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, see, we love we love your we love your honesty and your integrity. Okay, Lauren, question. <laughs> <laughs> Attorney General Ford, it's an honor to talk to you. Um, I see by your resume, you know, you've done everything in Nevada politics and been a huge success. I'm wondering if you have plans in, in four years to run for governor. Mm. Well, listen, I appreciate that. I, as you might imagine, have received that question uh, quite, quite frequently. When I was in the state Senate, I was Senate Majority Leader. Um, and during that term, I was asked if I was running for attorney general, governor, senator. And frankly, while I'm flattered, um, I think it does a disservice to me in my current role. And I try to focus on doing the best job I can. Uh, I didn't grow up saying I want to be attorney general. That, that, that wasn't the job description that I had in my mind about what I'd be doing as an adult. Uh, but God had a plan. And at the end of the day, I, I, I happened to be attorney general for the state of Nevada. So I'm going to sit back and do my job. Uh, and we'll see what happens in four years. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Well, we wish you well in all your endeavors, especially this current gig. Uh, and if there's any way that we can help, we're glad to. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We are going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more of Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we've seen shock. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. There's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear.
We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Israel Houghton with Israel and New Breed. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillard, the choir master. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Precious Williams disappeared from her Columbus, Georgia home on August 21, 2022. The 14-year-old is 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighs 165 pounds, with black hair and black eyes. Anyone with information about Precious Williams should please call the Columbus, Georgia Police Department at 706-653-3231. A university trip ends in tragedy when a student turns a gun on his peers, shooting five and killing three. Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. shot five active football players, killing three. Prosecutors say Jones shot Devin Chandler as he slept. Lavelle Davis Jr. and Deshaun Perry were also killed. Authorities say Jones targeted specific students on the bus. Jones is facing three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the commission of a felony. He did not enter a plea at today's hearing. He is being held without bond. A Kansas federal grand jury indicts a former Kansas City Police Department detective and three other men for holding young women in a condition of sexual servitude. The three-count indictment was unsealed on Monday, charging former Kansas City Police Department detective Roger Golubsky and three other men, Cecil Brooks, Lamarck Roberson, and, R and Richard Robinson with conspiring to hold young women in a condition of involuntary servitude. According to the indictment, from 1996 through 1998, Brooks provided a location at Delavon Apartments in Kansas City where young women were held and where Brooks, Roberson, and Robinson used physical beatings, sexual assaults, and threats to compel young women to provide sexual services to men. If convicted, each defendant faces a maximum sentence of life in prison. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards rejects offer to testify at Ronald Green hearings. The special committee into Green's death hoped to hear from the governor to clarify what he knew and when he knew it about Green's encounter with Louisiana state troopers. For months, the special committee has been looking into Green's death, who was seen brutally beaten to death by state police through body camera footage. 
Leaked texts allege Governor Edwards knew about the encounter hours after, after it occurred, but remained silent. A grand jury in North Louisiana is evaluating evidence to determine if anyone should be charged in Green's death. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with more on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. 
As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. University's campus. We will be dorm storming today, giving our treats for everyone. We hope to see everyone at the polls when it comes to November. If you believe we got power, let them know. Make some noise. Put a fist up. I need to see a fist in the air because we got power. Come on, you put it up. Come get your shirt. We're out here in the streets of Savannah, Georgia. James, do not forget to go vote. I got you. If we vote, the right people in. We can make a change. We can get these resources in our community. I am a woman, and it is important that we have the say-so of what we want to do with our bodies. We're concentrating on entrepreneurism, providing young people with resources and training that they need in order to change their trajectories. We won't black down. Democracy is on the ballot. Voting rights is on the ballot. Voting suppression is on the ballot. I am most passionate about those three combined because they all impact each other. Savannah is my home. I care about my community, and I care about representation in my community. Our voices are still going to be heard no matter what kind of obstacles try to come up against us to stop us from voting. We're still going to be standing our ground. the effort that's being made to keep our communities from voting. So that makes me realize it's even more important because if it wasn't important, they wouldn't be fighting to make sure we could vote. This doesn't stop this year. This is a forever movement. We're going to exert our power as a people. We walk in our rightful place. We're going to change our communities, fight for our communities, and build our communities. Hi, I'm Israel Houghton with Israel and New Breed. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillon, the choir master. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Texas governor, that's right, still Texas governor, Greg Abbott, continues to ship migrants to other cities. 28 migrants arrived in Philadelphia today, including a 10-year-old girl suffering from dehydration 
and high fever who was immediately taken to a hospital for treatment. Since April, Texas has transported more than 13,000 migrants, humans, to New York, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. Abbott says he's sending the buses to Democratic-led cities to maximize exposure for what he calls inaction by the Biden administration over high numbers of migrants crossing the southern border. Uh, yeah, okay, so I, I want to talk to the smart folks right now. Um, I'll start with you. Scott, what action is there? Because this is hideous, and I know that there are legal organizations that are on the ground in these places working, but is there anything that, is, that can be successful in stopping this, especially when these people are showing up and they haven't eaten for days, they're dehydrated, this is cruelty to children? What have we got? Well, the people on the ground are going to assist them on their immigration status, in getting them uh, food and shelter as a practical matter. From a federal or state legal matter, you cannot stop this transportation between these states. The individuals, as you said, the human beings, are here <clears throat> and want to uh, seek asylum. Uh, as a result, uh, Abbott and other Republican governors, primarily in the South, are, are, are doing this because these, these individuals don't have the rights to protest or contest where they come in, whether it's Texas or California. They certainly can be processed. Their documents that are taken from the most of the time should be given back to them on the immigration laws, but that's hardly ever the case. Many of them are traveling without documents now, but from a legal standpoint, you can't block their transportation. What we can do, though, is to try to process them as quickly as possible and get them uh, situated. That's not going to happen quickly. The system is broken. It's not a Democratic or, or Republican issue. It is a humanitarian issue. And it doesn't matter whether you build a wall, whether you make great speeches at the border, whether you go down and investigate. We need more immigration judges. We need more immigration personnel to process them. Because think about it. They want what we have in this country, which is essentially the American dream. It may not be perfect for them, but they're running from gang violence, from starvation, from lack of economic opportunity, and are coming here for they, because they seek a better life. Remember, all of us, except African Americans, are immigrants in this country. We're the only group that was forced to come here in chains and slavery. And so, as a result, this may be a political ploy, but the best things the mayors of D.C. and New York can do is provide shelter, expedite their paperwork. Uh, many of them are providing uh, classrooms, and they're in school, in public schools, if you will. And it is a burden without the proper coordination between uh, Abbott and Texas and um, the Democratic cities and the Democratic mayors. I think the New York mayor said it best. He says, listen, if you're going to send them, let's coordinate it. It's not good because you're not helping their situation. You're helping your budget. But let's coordinate when they come, how they come, and how we can all support them as new uh, entrants into this uh, city, uh, into these cities, and they 
and give them a pathway towards citizenship. Right, but which ultimately but that, would be awesome. But the, the cruelty is the point. So the coordinating would be human. It would be rational. It would be humane. Right. That's not the point. Um, Robert, for, do you agree with Scott? Because what I want to know is, what if this what if this child who showed up dehydrated <clears throat> in need of medical care had died? Was there no cause of action? Is it because she has an adult there who has consented to this travel and then consented, therefore, to the mistreatment? I don't know if she was denied food or denied water or why she was dehydrated and needed the care. So are there no human rights laws, no international laws that are available? And then second, I'm giving you two parts. What now is going to happen in light of the court decision with respect to what we can and cannot do uh, with these people who are seeking um, asylum? Uh, well, to, to answer it in two parts, uh, of course, there's international laws that govern this. We see this over in uh, Europe right now, where they have a very similar migrant, uh, uh, what they call problem, uh, from the, either Slavic nations and also from Northern Africa, where Italy is refusing to take in ships of individuals from Northern Africa, forcing them to port in, uh, to fort, port in uh, France and Spain, um, because you have similar semi-fascist governments that exist there who want to maintain racial purity, uh, which is really what this is all about. This is nothing to do of immigration. This was a bunch of Norwegians pouring across the southern border. Uh, you wouldn't see that no, they wouldn't view this as a problem. The fact that it is black and brown people uh, coming across the border is why it's an issue. If President Biden wants to handle this, uh, there's a couple things in play. We already have a solution. It's the same uh, comprehensive immigration reform bill that was put, brought before Trump in 2018 that they um, Trump walked away from at the last minute, which is very similar to the bill in 2015. Uh, the Schumer compromise that was brought to President Biden, where Ted Cruz and the Republicans walked away at the last minute, was very similar to the 2013 bill, uh, all of which provided for security at the border, for a pathway to citizenship, uh, to deal with the, the Dreamers and uh, make uh, permanent residence for DACA's. But Republicans like to campaign on this issue more than they actually like doing anything about it. It's a great campaign issue for them. It's a uh, but if you have to fix the problem, then they have to find something else to talk about. I think President Biden should do a very unorthodox step here if he actually wants to solve this once and for all which is do, do exactly what Republicans have accused him of doing, open the border. Uh, simply say that if you come across this border seeking asylum, uh, I unilaterally, through the power of the uh, Department of um, Immigration and Naturalization in this country, will grant you full citizenship to the United States or permanent uh, status to stay here. And then dare Republicans to try to make this a political issue, because once those people are able to claim permanent status in the United States of America, now they can apply for jobs. Now they can actually enter the uh, inner society. We don't have enough immigration judges right now to process to close to 15 million illegal immigrants who are here in this country, so we can't find a solution, cannot find a compromise, give them legal status so they can actually work and function in society, come out of the shadows, and fill many of these uh, positions that are needed to be filled in the United States of America. We also have a population issue in this country. White folks ain't having kids. We've seen, we see what this has done to Japan, what it's done to China with a growing population. We need the, um, the new younger generation coming in from Central South uh, and South America, as well as the Caribbean. Open the border, give them permanent status, and then take the, the chess piece off the board. Don't allow Republicans to continue campaigning on it. They're not going to do anything about it. Well, I, 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 I believe that more needs to be done, uh, and I'm not seeing necessarily uh, the people who I would hope would step up on these issues, and I think that it's difficult, um, especially within our own communities and in, in, in the black communities. 
Um, for us to say that we want the support of the entire country and we want the support of all factions if we aren't really, really stepping up and giving that same support. So I would like to see more. I frankly would like to do more. It's my home state and it's disgusting, but I'm not gonna come to Lauren about this. I'm gonna talk to her about something else because I have breaking news. Representative Karen Bass has just become the first woman elected mayor of Los Angeles, defeating billionaire developer Rick Caruso who waged the most expensive campaign in the city's history. Congratulations, Mayor-elect Bass. Lauren, your thoughts? You are, you're on mute, Lauren. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, well, obviously, it's a historic victory. It's also an amazing example of how who spends the most money a lot of times in these races doesn't necessarily matter. <laughs> you know, Caruso spent a lot more money than Bass and Bass won. So um, this is one of the many races that we've been sort of sitting around looking at and waiting for to see the results of. And so many of these races have come in late. And uh, the Bass came out on top, I think was sort of known a few days ago when they had a, all the votes coming in from Los Angeles and she'd been 30,000 ahead. But before that, it was really even. And actually, Caruso was ahead for most of it. So it is obviously a historic victory for her. Yeah, and it, to me, it's a, it's a, as you said, um, the people always think that the more money you can just pour money in, pour money. But it looks like they were spending good money after bad uh, on this race. Six-term congresswoman, uh, former former uh, local and, and state officials. So she obviously was a known entity, and that ended up mattering uh, in Los Angeles. But to me, it also matters because, you know, Scott, some people sat down on her. First of all, she was given a hard time for making this decision, and people were telling her she couldn't win. But then as it was happening, people really were sitting on, on their hands, and I, I think they're going to live to regret that. Well, she's got to make them pay for it now. How sweet it is! <laughs> to the victor, to the to the victor goes the spoils. I mean, that's what politics is all about. But I think there's another message in this: that Los Angeles is one of the most diverse cities, one of the most challenged cities in the U.S. with their homeless issue, and they are probably the most diversified city in the country. And this African American woman, this seasoned politician, was able to build a coalition. Of, of, of black, brown, white, yellow, and others, right, uh, to build a coalition to win, not just black people voting for her or not just Latinos voting for her opponent, but a coalition. And it's really a celebration of diversity of the city, but also a celebration of her commitment and community service and her leadership. Now the real work begins. Can she build that and keep that coalition? But more importantly, can she make Los Angeles a better place for all of them. She'll need a lot of help. And certainly, uh, Roland, you and I and others on the panel need to be very supportive of her, because what happens in L.A. matters to us in D.C. and Maryland and Virginia and elsewhere. It really does. And she's a terrific lady, a terrific leader. And I, I celebrate her victory with her, with her uh, from D.C. And I got to say, there are people who are going to be big mad about it. But when the first woman to do something, also is a black woman, I get extra joy out of it. That's sexist. Think That's sexist. Trend. It makes black men feel I like we're under attack. That's sexist. A 
trend. We're going to take a break right now because Scott needs one. <laughs> and when we come back, we will have more, more, more winning with black women, more joy, more politics, more news, et cetera, so on. Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Be right back. On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, we meet Ricky Fairley. She was given a death sentence by her doctor 11 years ago. But for Ricky, giving up was not an option. She declared war on her disease, turned her entire life upside down, and won the battle. I know that God left me here to do this work. And when you talk about faith, faith is what got me through. I mean, I had to relinquish my faith and, and give my life to God and say, okay, God, what have you got for me? And um, he gave me my purpose. And that's why I'm here. Her amazing story of strength, balance, and survival here on A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie on Black Star Network. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. You want me to do something crazy, but I don't know what to do. I'd rather just sit here. Hi, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. I mean, could it be any other way? Really? It's Roland Martin. up watching cartoons and remembering how unrepresented blackness was in animation. Traditionally, animation lacks representation of people of color. Fortunately for our children, husband and wife Jermaine and Wakita Hargrove launched the first ever black-owned streaming animation network, Animation TV. Animation TV is the first and only animation streaming platform that streams all aspects of animation culture. Jermaine and Wakita, join me now. Welcome to the Hargroves. Thank How you. How y'all doing? Thank you Thank for, having, you for us. having us. Well, congratulations. Obviously, um, what you are doing is so vitally important. And any time that our children can see themselves represented, uh, it matters. But also in the tech space, in the anima animation space, this matters. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you do and how you ended up doing it? Well, what we do is we do animation. We, we are developers, storytellers. Uh, we have our own platform. We have our own IPs. And how we ended up doing it was I come from the music business, and I wanted to make the transition from the music business into entertainment, which is animation. And um, I was diagnosed with diabetes 
uh, while I was making the transition. So uh, my, my blood glucose levels was at 1,100. Um, I almost died. I ended up in ICU for five days. And um, I said, if I get out of this, you know, um, I'm going to do something that's going to help people bring awareness to diabetes. And But I want to use animation because I want to make a cool factor of bringing awareness to health. And um, that's how the animation, our first IP came about over 15 years ago. And so how is it, how is it going now? Uh, since you've started, have you recognized any competition in the field? And would you welcome it? I'll let you answer that. Um, yes, it's going uh, very well um, since our first press release. Um, we've got such a large reception. Uh, we were just doing what we're passionate about and that we, what we love. We wanted to be able to tell our story. Um, and it just took off, and everything is just... It's really overwhelming, and we're excited about um, launching this platform, and it's going to be coming out soon this holiday season. Okay. All right. So, what 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 is the official launch date? Yes, we the official launch date is in a few weeks. We launched with a full length Christmas movie. That's that's really what the holdup is. The Christmas movie we just put out the soundtrack because we wanted to launch the platform with original content. We have content. But we do know that the originals is what holds the platform. So we got content, and we want to launch with our original Christmas movie, and that's what the whole... But it will be this holiday season. All right, I'm going to turn to my panel. Lauren, do you have a question for the Hargroves? You know, uh, how long did it take you to get this launch? Because it looks like a ton of work, <laughs> all that animation, and, and just how long did it take from the initial idea to the launch? Well, it took about almost a year. I mean, um, you know, just so much that comes along with it. Plus, we're doing stuff that's different. Mm -hmm. If we was doing the same old thing that everybody else is doing, it would have been launched. <laughs> but the thing with our platform is different. It's not just entertainment. It's, edu it's edutainment. We're educating. And we also have a curriculum, an animation curriculum on the platform that people can actually come there, learn how to animate, and get certificates. So it's not just a regular streaming platform. Right. It's all about animation culture. And um, philanthropy is a big uh, pillar of our business. And so we want to be able to give back to our community, whether it's um, monetary, well, it's giving knowledge. And uh, we definitely want to start um, bringing more animation culture to the Black community, because we are behind when it comes to animation. Yes. Scott? Hey, good evening. Um, Project looks awesome. Couple things. One, uh, where would I go once you launch? Where would I go on, on what platform to look at it and to and to uh, invest in it or at least pay for it? Or I mean, what's the? How do I get to it? First of all. Second of all, how can I financially support it uh, once you launch? Okay, let me start with the second one first. You can financially support it um, by just spreading the word. Um, letting people know who we are. Um, the first, the first uh, question. It's going to be just. It's going to be next to just about every other platform. We're going to be in all the digital, all the digital platforms where I don't want to name their names, but we're going to be, <coughs> we're going to be next to them where you could download them. But the only thing with us, we're not subscription based. We're free. We're ad generated. So we want the underserved community. We don't want no. Uh, do I have to pay this subscription uh, every month? No, I'm going to cut it off, and then the child be mad. Or <laughs> so we wanted to be free for every. Well, it's going to be free for everybody. So it'll be in all the digital platforms yeah. uh, for download, okay. TVs as well. Mm -hmm. 
Terrific. I can see this working really well pre pre Christmas versus after Christmas. It'd be awesome. Yes. Robert. Uh, so what's the growth plan for this? You know, there's a lot of competition in the market. There's a lot of free content out there on platforms like everything from Facebook to TikTok. I think a lot of people have just kind of, since the pandemic, uh, defaulted to handing their kid a tablet and just letting them go to town. Uh, how, how do you make sure this gets in front of uh, and kind of supplants many of those other sources for uh, animated education when it comes to our young people? Yeah, what we're finding out, and I'm doing a lot of speaking engagements, I'm talking to a lot of the kids and the parents, a lot of the kids are interested in animation but don't know how to get into it. So our growth plan is we want to educate while they're on the site. Yeah, we, see, the thing about it is a lot of people say, who is our competition? We, 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 we don't really have any competition. We have originals. We have what a lot of the platforms is arguing over the content. I want it over here. I want it over there. We have our own originals. We know that's what's going to hold the platform. But the thing about it is we're going to teach the children that want to learn, the kids that want to learn, so they could come to our site. They can't go to any of these other sites and learn the curriculum. So we, they're going to come here. This is for the whole household. It's not, and that's why I'm glad we're doing this, because a lot of people think this is a kid's thing. We're all ages. We have adult animation. We have kids. We have stuff for teens. We have the comic book audience. We have the superhero audience. We have all ages. So that's our growth plan, to get the whole household involved in, in this particular app. Yes. Well, we certainly wish you the best. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, with this endeavor, and, and it just, as I said, means so much. I uh, hope that everyone will be watching and enjoying and learning once you launch. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. We got a little bit of business uh, left before we get to the end of the show, and that is Georgia, which I know everybody on my panel will want to make sure we do not ignore, not even for one show. The Georgia runoff is in 21 days, and Georgia voters will now have more voting access due to Georgia Youth Justice Coalition and the ACLU. Voters will now be able to vote early at Georgia Tech's campus at the First Center from November 28th to November 30th, and Morehouse will have three days of early voting on campus. The Warnock campaign and the Georgia Democratic Party filed a lawsuit yesterday to stop a Saturday voting ban that prevents voters from voting two days before and after a holiday. And I just want to be clear before I go to the panel, in case you are under a rock and you do not know what I am talking about, I am talking about the runoff for the election for the senator for Georgia between Senator Revenue Warnock and Herschel Walker. That's what we're talking about. The election just gave you the dates for your early voting. The actual voting is December 6th. That's the last day for you to make your voice heard. Robert, you're in Georgia. What you got? Uh, well, this is crucial. I think that what we've seen is that not only is the Senate uh, being held by Democrats, but now they have they want probably a generation opportunity if they pick up the seat or they hold on to the seat that Reverend Warnock currently holds, and they'll have a 51-49 majority in the Senate, which means that Joe Manchin's vote is effectively canceled out. So think about everything that happened in the last two years, where we said, well, if it wasn't for Manchin and Cinema, uh, we would have got something done. Well, now Warnock, if you if you add him in there. Now he can counteract that um, that mansion vote, and we can actually start getting things done. You can push through that giant reconciliation bill uh, that you uh, wanted to do. You can push through things like voting rights and criminal justice reform. So this is a, this is a crucial race, and that's why Republicans are doing everything in their power to stop people from voting. As I mentioned earlier, um, Democrats got more votes in the 2018 election cycle than they did in the 2022 election cycle. That's a result of Senate Bill 202 that was passed, the voter suppression bill. We said that that bill would result in voter suppression, that bill resulted in nearly 200,000 vote drop for de Democrats uh, in this election cycle. And indeed, up and down the uh, the ballot on the Democratic side of the aisle, from Stacey Abrams on down to agricultural commissioner, almost every seat was lost by 200,000 votes by Democrats. So it's crucial that people turn out in massive numbers, vote early, uh, as they say in Chicago, vote often, um, get everyone you can to the polls, because the fate of the Senate and the fate of the country, indeed, is on the line with just this one individualized seat. 
Okay, and you know I want everybody to vote, but I got a schoolhouse right rock uh, type follow-up question. You were saying these things can be pushed through. Are you saying that because they have already passed the House and the prior House and they only need to pass the Senate? Or are you saying that you believe even though there's going to be a narrow majority for the GOP in the House that we should still be able to get John Lewis Act pushed through and other yeah. things because we get rid of the filibuster in the Senate? What you saying? What I'm saying is that because of the nature of the Republican majority in the House of Representatives being so narrow, and we already know that many Republicans are not going are uh, not going to unify because they're part of the MAGA wing of the party. We know there's a lot of centrist Republicans who are in very tight districts uh, coming up who will need to vote alongside Democrats to get legislation passed. So I think that given the nature of that, given McCarthy and uh, many Republican leadership are going to have to actually get things done uh, for those to, uh, uh, those vulnerable Republicans going up for real in 2024. So I think you'll get things passed through the House and you'll get and once they're passed the House, you can actually get them through in the Senate this time, as opposed to one or two people being able to be a roadblock. I think Biden will have a far more pliable House of Representatives uh, than we probably have seen a president have since Obama's first term. So, Lauren, even if we get uh, Manchin on mute by successfully holding on to Georgia... We've still got this cinema situation. There are people saying, because she is in so much trouble for her next election, that this would be a good opportunity for her to be given a chance to ride off into the political appointment sunset with some cushy ambassadorship or something like that and let someone get appointed uh, to be in the remainder of her term. What are your thoughts? Could that work? I doubt it. I, I think that the I think the most important thing that Biden will be able to do at 5149 is judges. And even though cinema has been difficult on a lot of issues, uh, she hasn't necessarily been difficult always on, on judges. Uh, uh, Manchin, I think, just liked the attention and was addicted to the attention. So no matter what issue came up, he tried to make it about himself. I think Robert Patillo is thinking way too logically, as usual, with his extremely smart commentary on what Kevin McCarthy would do. But I have to disagree a little bit on that. I think that the Republican Party in the House is not interested at all in policy. They're not interested in helping their candidates. They're interested in the spectacle. And the spectacle is likely to be investigating Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and talking about impeachment and not doing anything in regard to policy. Although what Robert says is totally logical from a political standpoint. This is a party that has shown it is not interested in governance, is not interested in policy, is not interested in anything but spectacle. That's why you saw the, those uh, people being shipped to New York, uh, you know, from Texas. They're not interested in the details of policy. When Trump was president, they weren't interested in the details of immigration policy. They're not going to be interested now. But at 5149, uh, there's a lot of things that can happen because you just take Manchin off the table. Manchin had just become I think, again, too addicted to his own attention. And I do think that I'm, I'm talking as if, of course, Warnock is just going to win. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that he will end up winning without Governor Kemp on the ballot with, uh, with the both of them. I just, I, I just think that the grassroots and ground activity that Stacey Abrams invented in, in terms of getting your base out will work again in Warnock's favor against somebody who's clearly unqualified to be a United States senator in a very glaring way. There's clearly other people who are unqualified to be U.S. senators who are U.S. senators, but this is a particularly uh, stark example uh, in, in Herschel Walker. So I do think that uh, Warnock will end up with more votes in 21 days. Ooh, 
yes, your lips to God's ears, and God's ears being the, the ears that speak to the voters and say, go vote. Scott, um, I, I agree with everything Lauren said, and of course I believe we should run the table on judges, but about this GOP, is there nothing that you think could persuade them, look, what you're doing, the spectacle that Lauren talked about, you're losing. Cats, I mean, it's it's not working. People are over it, they're over you. Like, what what is it that could get that message across so that we could maybe have a really fruitful so-called lame duck session? Well, I think the uh, one factor that I would add that's not the GOP before I answer your question is if Cinema stays in that position, uh, she's up for re-election in two years. That changes everything because she may be in trouble. It'd be a, your strategy about giving her an appointment and, and then appointing someone else is a good strategy. But if that doesn't, she's very mindful that in two years, um, she's going to be up for re-election. And she may not want to be as obstinate as she has been. Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. Secondly, we've got two years to work with the GOP on the House side. And in two years, it all matters. The only thing that matters is what Trump's going to do or not do. Does he get indicted by a special prosecutor? Um, does he lose? Uh, or is he behind in the polls? Uh, does he have a grip on the GOP? Not the Freedom Caucus, but the other GOP members. You see, if Trump becomes a non-factor, and it's a possibility, mm -hmm. then you, you could have a working coalition or a new coalition or caucus with moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats to get something done. If you get that type of caucus going on with moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats, now you're gonna now you got a way to work through that slim majority. Uh, and then lastly, who's gonna have the most leverage in the House? Is it gonna be moderate Republicans or the Freedom Caucus members? And they're gonna jockey and fight early on for some early wins or obstructionist wins to determine which one of those groups is going to be the hardest to leverage. And then we're going to learn, and then we're going to figure out how to win. And if the Democrats are smart, that's exactly what they'll do. Let the Republicans implode, pick off a few, and keep it moving. Well, see, Scott, because you're my brother and because Roland is not here, I'm giving you the last word. It'll never Ooh, happen me? again. Yes, you. Oh, that was yeah. it. You got oh, the last word. Say. No, you. you I, and see, there it is. That's your, that's your last word. Uh, but our final story of the night, and I'm not going to call it sad news because when you're 113, it can't be sad. But we have lost viral sensation and beloved centenarian Virginia McLaurin. She passed away on Monday at 113 years of age after spending, um, and I've lost what she was spending, after spending several days in hospice care. Uh, but McLaurin was a longtime DC resident and she was born in 1909 to sharecroppers in South Carolina. She moved to DC in 1939 after her husband died. McLaurin became a community advocate as she volunteered at DC schools through mentoring and tutoring. She was a devoted foster parent and tenant leader. 
We all remember probably McLaurin going viral, Ms. McLaurin going viral after 2016 when she was invited to the White House at the age of 100. And six, she got a chance to fulfill a dream of going to the White House and meeting and dancing with President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama. Ms. McLaurin told the Washington Post that meeting the president and First Lady was the joy of her entire life and that she could die smiling now. And what I'm going to take from that is we have to celebrate when we win. Uh, and she got to experience something she never thought she would. And what did she do with that opportunity? She brought all her joy into it and danced. So we have some things to dance about tonight. I'm dancing about Karen Bass. I'm dancing about us being on the brink of democracy and democracy winning and the voters winning. That's what happened this election. Uh, and that's all I have for tonight. Roland Martin will be right back with you tomorrow. But if you want to see me tomorrow, you can on Make It Make Sense with Monique Presley on IG Live, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. That's all. Thank you for joining us on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Bye-bye. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.